Hi, I'm Pastor Lee Choate, and I'm here to introduce an exciting group of young people and their amazing new podcast. And even though this podcast is by the young people and for the young people, feel free to join in if you're young at heart. And now, without further ado, we welcome you to the seven. Seven is the number of completeness. It says in Genesis that it took seven days for God to create. We are seven young people, different backgrounds. Perspectives. Opinions. Struggles. Successes. With God, we are seven. Welcome to NEP7, the podcast. This podcast is a safe place where we discuss the struggles and triumphs we face while navigating the world as Christians. I'm Jiska. I'm Deandra. I'm Taylor. I'm Dimitri. I'm Ivan. I'm Amanda. I'm Nate. We're seven young people who come to the table with our own experiences. Today, our topic is self-discipline. The Bible says in Romans 7, 18 to 20, And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing it. It is a sin that is living in me. The definition of self-discipline is the ability to control one's feelings and to overcome one's weaknesses. The ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. What does self-discipline mean to you? Um, At least for me, I think that means doing something that you might not want to do, but it's for the betterment of yourself. So whether it be saving money or uh, starting to work out or getting to bed on time, just, um, you know, doing things that you might not want to do, but, you know, it's going to be better for you in the the long haul. Yeah, I think it's definitely like holding yourself accountable and having goals, making sure that you're writing them down um, and then looking back on them and say, did I complete this successfully? What went wrong in not completing it successfully? And just holding yourself accountable for getting those things done that you want to do. Yeah, one thing that I'm thinking about too is uh, it's kind of that what do what you do when no one else is watching and like mm-hmm. how you kind of hold yourself because everyone can be disciplined when you have an audience, you have someone checking in on you or a peer that's there for you. But like when you're by yourself or you set goals for yourself, how well and how like efficient are you at following up on that? I, that's kind of what I think about when I'm thinking about self-discipline. Yeah, I agree. I think it goes kind of hand in hand with your integrity, the things that you say you're going to do, what you say you are, and just following through with that. Again, in public or behind closed doors, it doesn't matter. And then like something Amanda was saying, um, holding yourself accountable. So yeah, setting these little goals for yourself that are going to be better for your good, and then making sure that you're doing them and you're not falling to temptations or falling off the wagon and what you decided that you wanted and needed to do for yourself, your health, your spirit, or anything. Yeah, I like that. Go ahead. Um, I also think it's stepping out of your comfort zone, like letting go of the things that you're used to for the greater good of something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So um, there's obviously things that are easier to be self-disciplined in and things that are harder. So what do you guys think for you is the most easiest area for you to be self-disciplined in and why do you think it's easiest for you? Um, going to work every day. I mean, like, obviously it's something that mostly not everybody wants to do. Like me personally, um, as of right now, <clears throat> waking up every morning and going to, like, going to get a paycheck and just being able to uh, work for somebody else's dream. But on top of that, it's like the way I pursue is have that business, try to uh, pursue my own business. And it's also giving you the discipline of how something else is working and try to implement it to yourself. Not just the business itself, but like the category, well, the, the traits and details. How can you implement those type of skills to yourself? And how can it attract other people as you branch it out from the root of it? Right, I can definitely bounce off of that for sure. I know he said not everyone wants to go to work. Like we don't just wake up and be like, yep, that's what we want to do every single day. But we're disciplined in that, I think because mainly we know that there's like an outcome to it. We know that there's money coming from it. We know there's a paycheck. Everything that you do, there's not going to be a perfectly positive mm -hmm. outcome to it. So you have to be disciplined in those things where even you may not be able to see what's going to come from it because mm -hmm. God can see what's going to come from it. Yeah, you have to exactly. trust that process even if you're not like, yep, this is a positive thing that I can see coming from this. I benefit from this or they benefit from this. There is good in what God wants you to do. You have to be mm -hmm. disciplined in that even if you can't see it. Yeah, and I, I'll address the kind of why part of your question, Taylor, of like why are we so good at being self-disciplined because like you said, the money is, is a part like that but I think it's also having like accountability growing up like coming to church when I was younger, I'm, I'm, the scripture said, you know, doing the things I didn't want to do. I remember there was a point where I was like, I don't want to go to church. So I'm going to fake being sick or <laughs> like, we all have those times where we're like, like what, what, why am I doing this? Or like even going to school, but we had parents, we had teachers, we had like a system kind of keeping us accountable. And I think that definitely translates into like self-discipline in life. Like I know that I was really good with my self-discipline when I was playing football and had to do my workouts and you know, I'd have the workouts by myself and the coaches aren't there. And I just had that discipline because it was kind of instilled in me. So I think a lot of it comes down to repetition and practicing and getting really good at whatever you want to be good at that, that for that self-discipline. Yeah, for sure. And like when it, when it comes to trying something new, it's tough to be self-disciplined at that because you don't have that, that practice. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean... If no one else has anything else to say, I'll kind of go into the question that I have is, you know, why are we disciplined in serving ourselves, going after our natural life goals, uh, things that make us feel good, but when it comes to our relationship with God, the one thing that will last forever, we tend to struggle. Mm -hmm. I think I can play into that for sure is what I said on the last question mm -hmm. is you may not always see a positive outcome from it. You may not see, well, what am I benefiting from going to church and following the godly way. You may not always see it, but you have to trust it. You have to be disciplined that this is what he wants you to do. This is the right thing to do. I know I may not see it right now, but I'm going to be disciplined in it because I know it's going to be a good outcome in the future, maybe if I can't see it right away. I think in like today's generation too with us, like I feel like we have such a short attention span, like everything. We just want it to be quick. Like, okay, we do something. So we, it has to come right back. So I feel like honestly, 
when we want to do something for ourselves, like, okay, I have to go to work and I'm going to get a paycheck on Thursday, so I'll be good. But versus like, okay, I have to stop drinking or smoking and I don't want to because I like it, but, you know, like, it's just, I feel like that's why it's just short attention yeah. span. Yeah. I agree. I feel like in the world today, we want things to happen like on our time, like fast, like microwave generation. We just want to put it in in like yes, one minute and everything's definitely. done that oh, we want. Yeah, when nothing like takes that, that short like of time, that. especially developing a relationship with God. Like Dimitri said, like some of us have grown up in this church our entire lives, gone to church every Sunday, sang in the choir. And at the age of 20, almost 25, I'm just now developing like a semi-good relationship with God, I would say. Like I'm still learning. It takes time. And like Amanda said, when you don't see results with things right away, it becomes frustrating. And it's just difficult to stay disciplined in building your relationship with God. But it's a process and just like patience is such a big thing that a lot of everyone needs to work on, just not just Christians in general. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like to give an example, um, like I was reading, I think it was Matthew. And so um, there was this rich guy who came to Jesus and he was saying, like, what do I have to do to get into heaven? And Jesus told him, like, if you want to get into heaven, give up everything, give all your money, all your possessions and you'll be able to do that. And he just walked away from him because he couldn't do that. And so I think for like a lot of people, like the reason why it's hard to like have things for ourselves and not be able to serve God the same way that we want our pleasures because like we want things, we want things, we want to feel good and we want, you know, to be satisfied in the life that we have right now. So and I think for a lot of people, you know, people who may not be Christians might be questioning, like, if God is even real. They, you know, might not want to give up everything that they have for for something they don't believe in yet. Yeah, and, and one thing, I, I was actually talking with a friend about this the other day, thinking about kind of motivation for life and goals, whether you have work motivations or, like, personal, like, fitness, whatever it is, it's easy to to have those goals and, and feel good about progressing through them because they're tangible. You know, you can set, okay, I want my, my bench to go up this amount of weight or I want to lose this amount of pounds. And you set that goal and you hit it, you feel really good. And the people around you are supporting you. And like, I'm getting a little bit of chills thinking about like hitting goals <laughs> and feeling good. But when it comes to your relationship with God and being a Christian or wherever you are, like with your faith, it's hard to to hit those tangibles of, okay, like the end goal is we want to get to heaven and we want to bring like everyone that we can with us to heaven, but you can't achieve that goal while you're living. You have to, Mm -hmm. it's a constant, constant, um, like goal that you're, you're striving for. Mm -hmm. And there, there's no, you know, boxes that you check where you're like, okay, I did this and now I'm good. It's, it's a continuous kind of fight and and relationship and and conversation so I think that that's maybe one reason why I struggle because I'm so used to okay I did this and now I get this outcome and Mm -hmm. that's not always the case with God because he has different plans yeah I want to I want to add to that to what everybody's been saying instant gratification with the microwave generation um and also too which is reaching goals and so and so on and so forth I feel like also in this generation it's more so as um we are a very um, visual, like, based generation. Like, if we don't, like, for example, if someone was to tell us, oh, yo, this person just got hit down the street, that we'll prove it. 
and like me, someone has a video, but they wouldn't believe word of mouth. And it's the same deal when we read the word of the Bible. You read it, oh yeah, that's cool. But like, unless it happens to you, you won't believe it. Instead of just having the faith that it actually happened. And the Bible even says it, like, like walk in faith, not by sight. You know what I mean? So you got to cancel that flesh and just really exercise that spirit. Like, you know, this will happen regardless if it takes forever. You know, regardless if it takes like one month, two months, three months, mm-hmm. or even years. Yeah. And I think where, where that kind of comes in play is the technology that we have nowadays, you know, thinking back to even our, like our parents' generations, like, I mean, we talked about attention spans. You get like a, a ding from your phone, you like instantly look at it. You kind of forget like what you're doing. Like in class, you're always just trying to look for that notification. You have the Apple watches and it's so, like you said, kind of instant. And like even with, um, having kind of the proof, like having Instagram and all these different social medias that um, kind of allow for that. But just the social media part too. I like how you brought that up. It's like social media is a knife. I mean, you can use it for the goodness, but it's also for bad. Like it, like we see it all the time. We see like kids our age, 20 to like 27. They got like six figures, big houses, like Lambos and all this. And then we're over here, like we're riding in a Honda, but I'm driving it like it's a Wraith. That's how I'm treating it. Like, <laughs> like yeah, I don't got the money, but you know, that's yeah. how we treat it. Oh, you got that? All right, well, trust yeah. me. I'm going to do yeah, it too. You definitely you have to be me? disciplined with social media as well. That's yeah. obviously a big thing in our day and age, especially mm-hmm. with people our age. Maybe just like limiting yourself yeah, to a exactly. certain amount of it. Yeah. I set a timer on my phone that I only get a certain amount each day on social media apps. So you'd have to be disciplined in that as well. Don't let yourself get kind of like sucked into it and, and just spend all this time on it. You don't want your day to go away and be like, wow, mm-hmm. I was just on my apps or my phone or social media for seven hours of a day. You have to be disciplined with that as well. You can also set goals with that as well. Yeah. yeah. Ivan, you want to move us on to our next question? Yeah. Um, how do you discipline yourself as a Christian without feeling overwhelmed? I feel like um, definitely calling on the Holy Spirit and using him as your advocate. Because for me personally, I do feel overwhelmed. I just feel like, okay, if I mess up one day, I got to wait till next Monday to do it again. Cause, mm-hmm. So that's the type of person I am. I'm trying to get out of it, but I've definitely been using the Holy Spirit as my advocate. Um, when I'm at work, when I'm at home, like I'll just call on him or even pray. It doesn't always have to be like, Daddy God, like you could just literally talk mm-hmm. to him like he's your friend. So definitely like that. Yeah. And I think we all feel overwhelmed. Like no matter how long you've been a Christian, like mm-hmm. life's not going to be perfect for you. And we're all going to have our ups and downs and we're all going to mess up and make mistakes. Right. But it's how you move on from that. That really helps. And so one thing that helps me stay disciplined is some people, when they work out, they have a fitness buddy, a fitness partner they work out with so that they can hold each other accountable and get things done. Um, so some things that Christians do and that I do is I have a mentor And we meet up sometimes to just talk about how we're doing, if anything bad happened or we're feeling low or if anything good happened and we just like want to celebrate together. And that way we can be a source of encouragement from each other and we can draw from each other and learn from each other so that you know that there's someone always supporting you, um, even like on the world. Because I know we, we can always turn to the Holy Spirit. He's always there. But depending on where we are in our spiritual walk, it might be harder for some of us to like feel that connection. So it's good to have someone who's been in in church a long time or he's been a Christian a long time to also help you in like the world's being um, lifted up and encouraged. And I think with mentorship too, also just having like friends and like a community Mm -hmm. that have similar goals and have really good self-discipline. You know, I think 
I'm a strong believer in kind of being a product of like the environment and like the people that you hang out with. And if you're hanging out with people who don't have self-discipline, who are maybe doing the wrong things and, and inside you're, you're like, man, this doesn't feel right. Like something is calling out to you. That's, that's not a coincidence. That's, you know, God kind of tearing at your heart, letting you know that, you know, there's, there's something that needs to either change. And when you hang out with the people that are, that do have the self-discipline and they set high standards, they set goals and achieve them, you're going to start to kind of pick up on that and you're, you're going to almost like rise and, and build each other up. And I, I think it's an awesome, awesome thing because uh, Pastor Lee talked about it in, uh, during one of his services uh, the other day and, you know, just talking about having that sense of community, like coming to church versus ha- being, you know, virtual. There's just something about the Holy Spirit, yeah. whether you can call out to it or just feel it, that that really changes yeah. relationships. Yeah, I know this topic is self-discipline, but like you said, having a mentor or a friend that's also walking in the same journey that you are, that may be holding each other accountable, may not technically be self-discipline, but if they have good self-discipline, you can really learn from them. And you can see, wow, like they're doing so well with that. They're holding themselves accountable. I want to do that as well. And it just like, it teaches you good self-discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just want to add to that as well. Um, it's all, it's all a part of the human nature, like overwhelming, you're stressed out, you get anxiety, you're depressed. It's all a part of the process and when you're growing because if you're not having your downs, you're never going to know what it's like to be up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if you mess up, it's it's what it is. I mean, would you rather like okay, if you if you're if you're driving, obviously something happened to your car, you know, okay, cool. You're not just going to sit there and be like, "Well, now I got to get another car." No, you're going to try to fix it. Yeah. You're not going to sit there and be like, uh, like you're gonna call AAA and try to get it fixed. You're not just gonna be like, "Well, I can't do nothing now." You gotta, you gotta be able to maneuver around that, just like with the Bible. Like you gotta use that as your tool to maneuver through life. Yeah, yeah it's like knowing your resources. When that's, I feel like the biggest way to not get overwhelmed is knowing mm-hmm. what you have at your disposal. Whether it's the Bible, whether it's prayer, it's a friend to call on. It's knowing what you have there for you is gonna make you feel way less alone than if you have no clue what's going on. So definitely just getting with someone talking about what are, what are my resources? How can I not feel overwhelmed? But yeah. yeah. Having somebody there makes it just a little bit easier. It's not always the easiest, which makes me think about something else. Um, what has been your biggest test of self-discipline and did you pass fail or are you still working on it? I would Thanks say, to think. <laughs> I know I would say for me personally, it's going to the gym. Like, um, I would say this year, um, in like January, I would start going to the gym. I'd wake up early, read my Bible, and I was consistent. I wasn't working at the time, so I was just doing like Instacart and stuff like that. So I'd wake up, go to the gym and stuff, and then I start working, and I don't know why, but I can't even, I struggle to even wake up now. Like, so I feel like, obviously I failed, but I'm working on it, guys, I'm working on it. <laughs> so I'm trying to like maneuver around my schedule and find a way, cause I, don't go into work too late, but I also don't leave too um, late as well. So it's kind of hard, but... I feel like no matter what it is that you find like hard or maybe something that you failed at, I think a good thing to do is like look back on it and say, well, what excuses did I make for it? Mm-hmm. What am I putting in front of it? What am I doing instead of this? Yeah. So you have to look back and almost like reflect on it and be like, well, why am I struggling with it? Why did I fail at it? Look at the reasons and then try to correct those things. 
Um, I also think that too with being disciplined and even like the question before, I think that we need to be patient with ourselves. Like for me, a lot of the times when the Bible says love your neighbor as you love yourself, I feel like I forget to love myself. Love is patient. Love is kind. You need to be patient to yourself, kind to yourself and know that yes, God has a plan for you, but you have to take the steps to get there. Mm -hmm. And while you're taking those steps to get there, it's going to be hard. Jesus didn't get to where he was going because people were kind to him and because it was easy but he you don't have that relationship with God and I feel like yeah that's what we need to do yeah my my biggest struggle with self-discipline and everyone can probably relate to this is you know just thinking about it hitting that snooze button when I'm waking up like I mean if you think about that that it's it's such a minor piece of of self-discipline but I mean, that's how you start off every single day is waking Mm -hmm. up. And if you're not self-disciplined with, you know, getting up when you set the time, when you set your alarm for, you're already starting off your day with kind of an excuse or a, like, not so motivated mindset. And I know I struggle with that um, probably because in college for me, I had a very, like, rigorous schedule. I'd had to wake up for football and had those set times. And now that I have a little bit more freedom, I'm like, Ooh, I can kind of sleep in. I'll hit snooze mm-hmm. once, and it like feels so good. But I think if I if I do want to start setting some goals and getting motivated, it starts with just waking up and and like the very basic kind of framework of my day. So I would say for me, like a struggle um, would be when I was like in high school. The one thing I wanted to do was like start reading the Bible more, and so like I would I would get done with my work and everything. So I would just be like, okay. Let me just go ahead and read this and all this. And then the pandemic happened, and I had all this free time. So I'm like, all right, I'm done with my homework. I'm home. So why don't I just turn on the TV or I just play video games or anything like that? Next thing I know, like six months passed, and like I've been on the same on the same thing same for yeah. So definitely that. But I'm 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 working on it, and I've started reading again, and yeah. Yeah, it's breaking those patterns. <laughs> Something that um, Pastor Lee spoke about on service was to cha- to not overlook the small beginnings. Yeah. So, like, I feel like sometimes we get into the habit of thinking of all the things oh, we need to be better on and working on. But, like, think about those little tiny things that you did that got you to the next level. So I'm going to talk about something that was a test for me in self-discipline that I feel like I passed. So I went to college for four years, and college is, like, a place full of temptations everywhere. You know, there's sex, there's drugs, there's alcohol, there's partying, there's all these things. And it can be really hard to hold your integrity as a Christian with all of your friends like trying to not pressure you, but doing this thing. And you're like, I want to fit in too. I want to do that too. And so I was able to get through college without like losing my integrity. And by doing that, my friends would all talk to me like, I don't know how you do it. Like, I don't know how you hang out with us and like are still able to like avoid drinking or avoid smoking and stuff like this. And I'm like, it's really just the God in me. Like, I'm just trying every day to be the best person, best Christian that I can. And going to college was a big test for me. It can, it's a, a wonderful place to grow and to learn more about yourself. And it's also a great place to strengthen your Christianity because you're not in church with the people you've grown up with every Sunday. You're doing things for yourself and you're growing for yourself. And so I think that's a test that I have passed. And while I'm still trying to build my relationship with God, I'm going to take that small victory on with me and help it to <laughs> encourage me with whatever else is thrown at me in like my life path. Yeah, like even when I love how you 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 um you expose those things because even with those 
the experiences that may not be beneficial to you, the fact that you were able to be aware of that and you had experience with it, the next person that comes up is able to to look up to you like, well, how do I maneuver through that? Like, I haven't been through the experience, but you have. So with the skills that you had to to um, use in order to get out of that situation and be able to speak life into that other person that could be going through that at that time. Because, you know, when people are saying, oh, yeah, you just got to go through this. You're going to be okay. Like, okay, cool. That's awesome. But I'm dealing with this right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, like, they don't see the end result to it, you know? So even with that, I... It's like taking a test. You do 90% good, but everybody else is worried about that one thing. Like, dang, if I just got this one right, then it would have been 100%. But, like, you want to be able to just see the good in that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, make, it makes me think a little bit about uh, kind of, like, a motivation for, for your self-discipline. For some people, it's, you know, being self-motivated, but some people are driven by, you know, setting an example and being a leader. And I mean, I know like Taylor just kind of sharing that little testimony there, that can just be a good motivator for her. Cause she can say, mm-hmm. you know, I'm setting a good example for my younger sister or uh, like anyone who I have looking up to me. And that will keep you real accountable when it comes to self-discipline mm-hmm. because you don't, you don't want to, no one wants to be the person where they're like, Oh, you know, that was, that was a mess up or, you know, that's not a great example to follow. And, I mean, that's going to happen to everyone in their life. You're going to have those moments where you, where you mess up. But having that motivation of, you know, I, I want to be, I want to get through this for not just myself, but those coming after me is, is definitely great to talk about. Um, yeah, put that action to it. Put the action and have the motivation follow up. Um, also, too, you can't always go off of feelings. You may not feel like reading your Bible, but you know you're supposed to. You may not feel pretty, but what does the word say? Mm-hmm. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. So if you are always stuck on your feelings, you're going to be stuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what advice do you have for a young person who's trying to develop self-discipline? Manage. Manage yourself. You know, like as you're growing, manage the things that you got going on right now. And everything else will follow through for your benefit. Don't be so caught up in like, well, I need this. I need... Take one step at a time. Where like take the little steps. Like you, there's you can't take an elevator up to the top. You need to worry about the steps that are in front of you. Like yeah, the location's there, you see it, but focus on what's in front of you right away. Take those little steps. Yeah. Eventually, it's those, it'll be made. Yeah, it's those small beginnings that Taylor was talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, something we did in my basketball when I was in college, at the beginning of the year, we would set SMART goals. So, like, it could be some things as simple as, I'm bad at left-hand layups. I'm going to take 10 left-hand layups every day. Something so small. So I would advise you to do something that's tangible for you. Like, if you're trying to grow in your Christianity, okay, I'm going to go to a Bible study session once a month. It could be that small. And then as you're growing in it, you'll find yourself going to more Bible study sessions. And then you'll find yourself going to church every Sunday. And those things will grow. So start off with something small that you think that you can do. Yeah, I think that's that's small, but it's huge because I think that's the best advice we can give anybody here is just take those little things. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't jump into something so big right away as I have to read my Bible every single day and I'm going to get through four scriptures. Just do something small. Do something once a month, like you said. And I think that's great advice. 100%. Yeah, and we touched on it a little bit earlier, but for the young people out there, definitely if you're starting to get overwhelmed, you know, talk with someone, talk with a trusted mentor, mm-hmm. learn what your resources are, because that's, I mean, especially with phones and technology that we talked about, it's so easy to get overwhelmed and feel like I don't know what to do or where to even start. Mm-hmm. Someone will, 
you know, reach out to that trusted person. They'll give you that guiding hand and, and get you started on those small beginnings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely surround yourself with other people that are also self-disciplined. It will teach you good lessons and it will help you be self-disciplined as well. Yeah. So before we uh, end off this podcast, I just want to leave us with a scripture. Uh, this is Hebrews 12, uh, verse 11. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. It's painful, but afterwards there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. Yes, amen. Remember, with God, all things are possible. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of NEP7, the podcast. And remember to tune in every other Friday for some food for the spirit. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms at 7.podcast. Until next time, see ya! See ya.